Hi listeners, stories have so much power and so does whoever controls the narrative. It is time that we dissect and analyze these stories. I am Vipul and this is Vogue Tales. Today's story is a folktale from Bosnia. It is a story about power dynamics in a heterosexual couple. To dissect and analyze this story, I have a Bosnian guest who is also one of my best friends. Hi Edita, welcome to Walk Tales. Hi Vipul and everyone that's listening out there. So Edita, how do you say hi in Bosnian? You say zdravo. Zdravo everyone. All right then, it's story time. Today's story is how an owl shamed God's messenger Solomon. Solomon's wife, out of wrath, came up with a crazy idea. She hated birds and commanded her husband to build a tower out of birds' bones. Since Solomon knew birds' language, he called all the birds for a meeting to arrange a deal with them on how to build a tower. To his command, all the birds came, only the owl was running late. Solomon got angry at the owl and once she arrived, he asked her why she was running late. The owl told him that she spent her time counting the hills and the valleys, men and women. To that, Solomon asked whether there were more hills or valleys, to which she answered that there are more valleys, since small hills are counted as valleys. Then he asked her, are there more men or women, to which she replied that there are more women and said, since I counted those men to whom women command, such as you, among the women. Hearing that, Solomon was disappointed that the owl shamed him in front of all the birds and he decided to give up on building the tower. So let's do this. Let's dissect and analyze everyone. Let's do it. So Edita, what do you think? This story is from Bosnia. Have you heard of this story before? Actually, no. But apart from bringing the Bosnian perspective, I also have a bird nest outside of my house. And we also have an evil owl in our neighborhood that keeps destroying the other birds' nests. So I think I can bring a lot to the table. (laughs) That's great. So the owl in your neighborhood sounds pretty mean, huh? However, all this makes you a perfect guest for this episode. Yeah, and it's not a surprising story because that's how society is. Would you agree? What do you mean? Like how? Well, the story paints women in a negative light and it implies that all the wrongly rooted female characteristics, a lot of other stories and societal narratives such as being angry and hysterical and irrational and spiteful. Right. Usually in stories, women are either nice, virtuous, polite and nurturing or they are depicted as dominating, power hungry, bad and evil. There is no in between human character. Mm-hmm. And this owl, she rubbed me the wrong way because one of my biggest issues with this story is that the owl is shaming Solomon for listening to his wife and not really questioning the irrational idea that his wife had. Yes! What the wife is asking for is completely ridiculous. So the discussion should be around that and not around a man taking command from a woman. 
Exactly. They are two different things. Like they're irrational people and both men and women can have bad ideas. So why not question that? I think that's rooted in the gender norms and gender roles, which although are changing now, but still we have all internalized these habits and thoughts. And usually in stories, owl is considered the wise one or the mature one. So it is possible that the owl is from an older generation in the story who has this internalized patriarchy. Yes, definitely. And Solomon is presented as God's messenger, um, a prophet, so it symbolizes an authority figure who commands the birds to come and he commands respect and he's not respected because his wife is bossing him around. He's also not concerned about the bad idea or the demand his wife has, but he only puts a stop to it when his respect and his prestige is at stake. Yes, he wouldn't want the birds to think that he is commanded by his wife. So it's more about his image. And probably even now, a lot of husbands and boyfriends want to keep the image that they're not doing something because their wife told them to do so. Also, did you notice how the wife does not even have a name? It is a story about Solomon and his wife. It's a perfect example of a male-centered view of a storyline and power dynamics between couples. Talking about an example of power dynamics and equality in a household, there are chores. And ideally, both partners should be taking the chore burden equally and work like a team. But it's still not balanced equally. And men who are being respectful and are sharing that burden oftentimes get called whipped or wrapped around the wife's finger or they're considered weak or questioned who wears the pants in the house. And the wife is considered as lazy and evil and unreasonable. Yes, relationships between men and women are marred with power imbalances due to a combination of gender norms, social and cultural factors, and sometimes there is resistance when this power shift happens. And the owl is shown as a female in the story, so it suggests that it's not only males who think like that, but even females support this idea and it's justified that the wife shouldn't boss him around. Even though I haven't heard this story before, I know the Bosnian culture and it has been a little slow in keeping up with the equality when it comes to the dominant role in the house and the household chores. Like um, in earlier times, women didn't go to work outside of the house. And so it's fine because whoever stays at home has the time to do the housework and take care of the children. But now both women and men have jobs and are contributing financially to the household. And still, when you get home, the man can sit and relax and the woman will continue working at home and doing chores such as cooking and cleaning. So we've caught up in the fact that women can contribute financially, but we still haven't caught up to the fact that men should also be contributing to the household chores. You know, it's like they both have jobs and are doing paid work, but the burden of unpaid work at home is more on women. Yeah, and oftentimes, I know in the Bosnian culture, the male child is always babied by their mothers. And when they grow up, their wives take up some of that burden um, in mothering. And if the wife doesn't conform to that lifestyle and that way of thinking, then she's being unreasonable and selfish and she's lazy for expecting her husband to contribute to cooking and laundry and cleaning. They both have full-time jobs, so why is it crazy for her to expect her husband to do these chores? 
the unfortunate truth is the balance is still not quite there. In Indian society too, it's a similar situation. And we have both lived in the US, you longer than I have, but we have seen couples here as well. So I would say the problem or the lack of catching up to the equality of unpaid work is in American society too. And probably in most of the cultures and countries around the world. You know how they say women are more nurturing. What is nurturing really the code for, you know? Right. It's like me telling my sister that she makes better tasting chai, so she has to do it all the time. <laughs> Damn, girl. <laughs> Although I agree that making chai is an art, and I know you and I are obsessed with chai. For our listeners who don't know what chai is, it is Indian tea. Well, okay, we kind of went on a tangent there. So coming back to the story, Edita, do you think if the roles were reversed, would the owl have any issue? Or would the owl call the wife a man and would that be considered insulting or shameful for her? And if not, why is calling a man a woman an insult or shameful? No, not at all. Because men are supposed to be the dominating ones in the household and in society, that's acceptable, but not the other way around. So if the roles were reversed, she would be the nice, obedient wife listening to her husband and probably Solomon would have a reason to be angry with the birds. Like if a woman is angry, she's hysterical or hormonal. But when a man is angry, well, there's probably a good reason. And I don't know why, but a lot of words used to call someone weak or afraid are words associated with females like bitch or pussy or crying like a girl. Yeah, that crying like a girl is so problematic because it's usually said to little kids and they have this impressionable mind. So, you know, when they hear that, they not only associate girls as being weak or that they cannot handle the situation, but also suggest that boys should repress their emotions. It's, it's a very problematic phrase. It is. It's very harmful and can also cause problems down the road. Let everyone express their emotions how they want to. If their expression is not hurting themselves or anyone else, then I don't think there's any need for scrutiny. Preach! <laughs> so, Edita, how can we make a correlation of this to office culture? In my career, I've had women in leadership roles, but I've never talked to them about their career journey. So maybe you can probably throw some light on women at work taking decisions or women as authority figures. We can definitely extrapolate this theme to women in leadership or authority positions not being taken seriously. Firstly, there are less women in leadership roles and then the ones who are, their decisions get questioned or doubted more at work as comparison to their male colleagues. I read this book called Lean In, Woman, Work, and the Will to Lead. It was written by Sheryl Sandberg, and the book tells women to keep pushing themselves into the conversation, even if they get spoken over by their male colleagues. So even if you aren't heard the first time, don't sit on the sideline or in the back of the room and keep trying to be part of the conversation. Lean in, don't lean back. And if you aren't heard the first time, don't let that scare you away and don't get discouraged. That's interesting. Although it seems like it puts the burden on women to keep pushing themselves in the conversation to get themselves heard. Men, stop interrupting women, stop mansplaining, and start listening. However, I do like 
The book gives practical advice that you gotta push yourself to get something you want and not get discouraged, which can be said to everyone who is experiencing low self-confidence or a difficult working environment. That's true. She does give practical advice on negotiation techniques and mentorship and building a satisfying career. It can be very helpful to women. And unfortunately, we don't live in a world where there's a true um, fair playing field. You know, one can hope and work towards that equality in whatever capacity they can. Coming back to the story, I don't think there is a good or bad character in the story. I think everyone could have done things differently for a more peaceful outcome. Maybe the wife wants to make the tower out of dead birds' carcasses. Still weird, but it's not like she's killing the birds for her tower. We will never know because the wife has no say in the story. She has no name, no agency, just this action which is driving the story. There was definitely scope where discussion and constructive feedback could have been added to the story. The wife is shown as this woman full of wrath but given no platform to explain herself and in the story it is said that Solomon wanted to arrange a deal with the birds which suggests that they weren't just planning on killing all the birds. The owl could have probably listened to the deal and then given feedback instead of stirring the pot. You know, <laughs> you know <right> well, away. <laughs> um, I guess there has to be some drama, right? Edita, this was a great discussion. Thank you for your insightful analysis. And uh, to wrap up, what do you think our take-home message should be? That bossing around is definitely not okay. And no matter who does it, it's not okay. <laughs> um, couples should have an honest and open discussion around each other's actions. And they should share responsibilities equally and work as a team and not care so much about societal views of power dynamics. And if you don't like an action or think something is not right, question that action and not the sex of who's taking that action. Yes. Well, on that note, bye for now. Bye. bye. Let me know your thoughts on the story and our discussion by emailing me on woketalespodcast at gmail.com or through social media at woketalespodcast on Instagram and woketalespod on Twitter. And please rate, review, and like Woktales Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so you can easily access our weekly stories. If you have any story recommendations or if you want to come dissect and analyze a story with me, give me a shout out on email or social media. Because whatever you do, keep dissecting and keep analyzing. <laughs>